1: Hello, everybody, and welcome once again. It's Black Mental Matters. How you doing? I'm Vince, the voice and this podcast designed to eradicate that stigma as it relates to mental health in the black community. We got to talk about it and acknowledge it and realize that there are things going on. Get our minds right. You know what I'm saying? And so on this episode, we're going to talk about sports and mental health. Black student athletes, especially males, they have been frequently stereotyped and given unflattering labels at their respective institutions viewed as athletically superior and academically inferior to their counterparts of course Student athletes are not immune to mental illness. 33% of student athletes identify with some kind of symptom of depression. And then when you throw, you know, being a black student athlete and then moving on, you know, we just had the Olympics. Oh, it's a lot of pressure on some folks. Sometimes your first generation, you know, to get up to that level, uh, you may have had some hardships, poverty, poor schooling, That all limits your overall experience. And of course can result in a manifestation of some mental health issues. So we want to talk about that on this program and uh, thank you so much for listening it is black mental matters and it does start right now black mental matters and we're black and back hey Makiba, how you doing
0: (laughs) i am doing great i am still over here being black and happy and how are you i know you're working hard and busy
1: doing yep, yeah, working hard and busy uh just got back from vacation as you know I was took yeah. a little vacation me and the wife and the anniversary and the birthday uh cash yes. app dollar sign uh, uh <laughs> I, I really was tempted to do that I said boy I could do, do put out there hey uh, cash app dollar sign uh Vince the voice uh, if you just want to <laughs> break a brother off something <laughs> but I, like I didn't do that. it I didn't I do like it that. <laughs> that
0: might be an idea Yeah
1: yeah yeah so uh yeah but feeling feeling good you you doing good it's good to be back on the uh, air again uh, yes. with a fresh show. And so much has been going on. And uh, I'm sure our audience can relate. You know, we, we've seen it a hundred or thousands of times, Makiba, uh, where uh, an athlete specifically is injured. And within seconds, you know, a whole armada of medical personnel, trainers, assistant trainers, team doctors, they mm-hmm. all run to the field. They give him a diagnosis. He's treated, sent to the physical therapy, and then he comes back and playing again in a week or two. oof
0: Absolutely no, you're absolutely right. And the contrast is when that same athlete has a mental health problem.
1: There is no armada right. of trainers, no team doctors. He is abandoned. She is abandoned. We start pointing the fingers and all that kind. Of, and we saw it live on the Olympics this this year. You know, with Simone and Naomi and what's yes. the sister uh, Sha- Shakari? What was the, you know the the, yes. the sprinter uh, where mental health you know affected their performance uh, and it just, whoo. Mm-hmm. Right. So we wanted, I wanted to talk about this because we have so many especially in our black community, you know, we got so many kids playing these sports, playing sports and it's a big thing to the family. You know, daddy may have played or something and I don't think that uh, we even consider what mental challenges could what, be developed out of that mm-hmm. or could come uh, along right. with the pressure of being a, a, a good athlete.
0: Absolutely. Uh, in 2017, there, there's a, a um, professor, Dr. Carolyn, I'm sorry, Carolyn Brackett, and she's mm. a professor at, at Mercer. She wrote an interesting article on black student athletes and mental health. And what she's talking about is exactly what you're saying, is she specifically <laughs> talks about just how the athlete is seen as this machine. But yes. when you put that layer of being a black Athlete. Then there's this additional layer of an expectation of this person, you you know, is 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 genetically wired to be tough. That they're not emotional, they're not sensitive, and that when you're talking about specifically gender stereotyping, you know, for black male athletes, anything that even points to them being quote unquote weak is the last thing that a coach wants to feel like their athlete you know, is is feeling, and then you've got the push of, you know, like the, the way coaches use the mantra, if you're not strong enough mentally, then you won't be strong on the field. Absolutely. And, you know, and to walk it off, get back out there, fight through it. And that, that racial traumas against African-American athletes, you know, with all the microaggressions, the micro assaults, the micro invalidations combined to affect that black student athlete in a myriad of ways, because there's... There's this constant expectation of everyone that they come into contact with of, oh, you are elite and yes. you are supposed to be, you know, like almost superhuman, yes. you know, where where they're not even seen as that whole person with any type of emotional challenges because that that's not seen to be a, a positive part when you are talking about that person being involved in sports where it's a competition Mm -hmm. where they've got to constantly be outperforming not the not only their 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 competitors but they have to always be one-upping themselves so that so that's a very dangerous combination and formula to have on top of that black athlete not getting the support from the family at home of hey you know you need to take care of your mental health you know on the other end of it They're you know often first first generation you know college students Mm -hmm. you know and 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 they're being pushed you know you've got this scholarship you're going here you're going to be the first one to you know maybe become financially successful and it's going to be such a great thing on the family so that person that that black athlete's got all these layers of stuff that they can't push through because there's no avenue for them to feel like okay this is a person that I can go sit and talk to about my suicidal ideation. There's just no space for
1: it. That's right. You said that you're right. Uh, The the, the coach don't want to consider them weak, but also the athlete themselves don't want to consider themselves to be weak, you know, and and that's that's where that stigma stuff really comes into play. Just because you're having some challenges uh, in your mind for a minute, that doesn't make you weak, but again, it is the last thing, as you said, that an athlete or coach or anyone around, the last word that they want to be associated with if you're in sports is being known as weak one way or the other and i was just so proud uh for lack of a better word i mean of simone you know uh especially when you take a look have you ever seen her do those things she does in uh slow motion she, she looks superhuman. Yeah, it, it is superhuman. I mean, when she goes up, she like flips three times, eats a hamburger, uh, paints her toes, <laughs> brush her teeth, and then come back down. I was like, I had no cl- all that was going on uh, before she get back down on the ground. And, and, and you need to commentate, and <laughs> right, right. Kevin Hart. So, so when she said I had the twisties, I was like, you sure do got the twisties, girl. I see what I'm getting the twisties just watching you uh, with all that stuff you did. And, I mean, and imagine if your mind ain't in the right place with all that she has done there. You could break your Freaking neck! Yeah. So for somebody Absolutely. to say something negative about her, mm-hmm. I boy, if I could have found him, I'd have punched him myself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I would have been right with you. And you'd have been. I know you would. Makiba the boxing <laughs> championship. You don't want me to get you started. Y'all don't want me to get Makiba started. And and I, I, I you know I hesitate because I hate to say you know that would it be refreshing that we're talking about this because it it mm-hmm. is a uh, you know it's it's a uh, an issue and it means that someone's. Not feeling good, or so you know they're going through some things. Mm-hmm. But for her to, to to tackle it head on the way that she did, I was uh, just very very um, honored uh, to, right. to 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 take part in, in, in listening and listening and seeing what she was able to uh, you know and still came back and won a bronze medal, you yes. know, and still that took a lot back. of courage. Yes, courage. physical and
0: and mental fortitude. Absolutely. I actually want to talk about something interesting about. What I learned from training with with women boxers when it pertains just to that mindset of being in a sport that's individualized, kind of similar to to the Olympics, is that sports like that, Vince, actually attract people that have mental health issues because – boxing for me I was drawn into it because it was the only form of exercise that I did where when I was doing it you have to be so present that you can't think about anything else except what's right in front of you so there's this almost like a therapeutic cathartic you know relationship that you have with the sport because you're bringing into it your own mental health stuff but the problem is that because you've got all of these people that are in you know gymnastics and boxing and football and, and basketball, where that sport requires that level of, of mindfulness that's helpful within that sport itself, then you don't have that outlet of okay i'm in this sport i'm i'm, I'm advancing i'm getting better and better which is re- requiring more and more of me emotionally financially you know spiritually okay now i'm not in a space anymore where i'm feeling good about being in the sport because i'm now successful mm. now where do i go because this is the place that i came to that to actually get some type of relief for the depression or the anxiety or whatever the person is um, dealing with. I know that um, right now there is a Olympic boxer named Jenny Fuchs who was interviewed by Oprah this year mm. about her mental health and how her training and and supportive coach have helped her manage her almost crippling um, um, OCD and ADHD. And just to see her story and to hear her talking about You know, that ritualistic mindset that she just gets stuck in and and that she has to have somebody help pull her out of it. It's just really interesting just when you're watching these athletes and they're on, you know, the the stage or in the ring and they've got their, you know, two minutes or 30 seconds or whatever. How much that they had to bring of themselves just to get to that moment. Right. is a lot. a lot so it's really important that we're having this conversation now because there are athletes that you've never heard of right. that are going through the same thing you've got athletes in high school right. going through the same thing
1: right 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 and uh, before my uh, hats off to you again you're a uh, boxing champion golden gloves oh. and uh, hey I'm <laughs> telling you shout out to Terry don't, don't <laughs> shout out to Terry and uh, corporate <laughs> fight night is coming back again in fact I'll tell you Woo-hoo! about that later. Uh, but yes. don't hey don't mess with McKee but I, 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 boy, don't mess with her she put it on Aww. you uh, <laughs> she'll put it on you but yeah you're you're, you're so right that, that it took a lot to get to even to get to that point to be in the yeah. ring and all the training and then when you think about you know with sports now I'll confess again I think I've told you guys one time because I've worked for the NBA the WNBA yeah. I'm not a sports fan and so mm-hmm. uh, it was a lot of fun though and I'll do it again if the opportunity presents itself but there is a lot of pressure on those mm-hmm. athletes you know themselves the pressure uh people are fanatic. you know that's why they call them fans fanatical yes, they are yes. fanatical they they live dream and eat and sleep sports so they're looking at you you know with all of their uh dreams <laughs> you know uh mm-hmm. and right, aspirations that they're, on them. that they're living yeah they're living <laughs> through you so that's a lot of weight Ooh. on the shoulders of, of athletes you know who get out there and then you know with the finances of it you know hey this is going to be you're going to save by our entire family.
0: Yes. And oh, the Ju- pressure of that.
1: Junior oh, don't even like playing football. He's <laughs> just big and he can hit people. <laughs> but y'all that made him. He not, now he's got to be the breadwinner for this entire family.
0: Wow. Uh, that's that's really something to think about. In 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 2015 2016 season, black players accounted for 74 percent of the NBA. And there's actually recently been some information and data put out about the the pipeline that's funneled from the black community to the nfl and how the draft pushes the narrative of the black athlete of having a traumatic backstory and the rags to riches because if you pay attention like if you're watching espn and they're highlighting a black athlete it's almost always You know all this sob story they came from nothing and now they you know you know this is their way to success and 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 freedom and either play ball or return to the streets and when you think about that narrative and how uniquely different that is from white athlete where they're highlighting them and they're talking about their stats and how great they were in high school and you know their dad was a farmer and yes. the other dad other mom the mom was a you know a uh, you know served in the military like 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 th- it's a completely different story so that that adds to that layer of the expectation of black athletes feeling like this is a route to freedom yes you know through through sports and just how difficult and and it's what a heaviness that must feel like when you're already going through depression or anxiety or bipolar disorder, you know, things that people that nobody around you even knows about, because most athletes who are in sports have not been properly who, who are suffering from mental health issues, have not been properly diagnosed mm. because there, there's this overdiagnosis in the black community for behavior disorder, mental health issues instead of effective disorder issues such as depression and anxiety we are often labeled especially black males are often labeled as aggressive yeah. and you know and, and, yeah. and intimidating and yes. so that you know they've, they've got this, these behavior disorder labels I mean in in elementary school so 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 just think about by the time that they're getting ready to go to college and now they've got this scholarship and all the parents and it's all on Instagram and Facebook and all this pressure is that student or that athlete going to say, "Hey, you know what? I'm really kind of feeling depressed right now. Right. I need to talk to somebody." No, they're not because yeah. they are—they're too afraid to let so many people down.
1: Well, uh, you know, that's why again I was so uh, just taken again. Naomi Osaka, she spoke openly about her struggles yes. with mental health, and this girl is yes. a, you know world champion uh, a tennis player. Again, Shakari Richardson, and I could not. Ooh, I wish I knew who I, I'm, I'm. I understand that that reporter who Threw the question at her: How you feel about your mom being dead? Oh you know, just put a microphone in front of you. You know, so she went and smoked some weed. Uh, you know, that was her way of, of trying to cope with. She said she used it to help uh, cope with the death of her mother. Uh, and mm-hmm. then, of course, again we got Simone, and 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 there's story after story. We had a uh, uh, meta piece, meta world piece in the NBA. You know, right. other NBA uh, uh, players. Yeah. I hope that um, the fact that these athletes are talking about it perhaps it can be included in a curriculum for athletes as they Mm -hmm. as they grow up you know starting Mm them when they playing peewee football now hey before you all hit the field let's all take a moment to uh get our minds right or something like that
0: yes absolutely there there should actually be a team psychologist Mm. for every team that's out there i mean middle school high school college absolutely professional sports there needs to be a team psychologist you know, yeah, you're absolutely right.
1: Yeah, yeah, folks, just look at them as you say. You know, they're just a almost like a commodity. You know, they're just mm-hmm. simply physical, uh, the, the the dumb jock. You know, that used to be right. the thing. You know, give me the ball, give me the ball, uh, kind of thing that uh, people would put. But we, we find these are complex human beings, just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the thing is, we've put them on the this 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 sports uh, pedestal, and uh, everyone can't handle it when their hero. Uh, says, man, I just, hey, he been feeling like myself lately.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And and, 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 and then, then you're going into where the per, the athlete has transitioned from athlete to celebrity now. Right. And so there's right. this whole different layer. Now they've got endorsements and, 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 and monies coming in from other, you know, uh, revenue streams that are, have come from their athletic performance that, that now they've got to continue this facade of, hey, I'm okay. Right. Good point.
1: Right. Right. One of the athletes that I've always admired uh, was uh, is uh, Allen Iverson. And there are a lot of folks who did not, you know, do not like Allen Iverson. But if you know his story and he has one of those backstories, you know, he was a super high school athlete. And then because he went to a certain school, they, uh, you know, put some trumped up charts charges on him of uh, 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 and a fight at a bowling alley all this kind of stuff but one of the things about Allen was he kept his entourage with him his whole time he brought Mm -hmm. all his boys with him he wore his jewelry the way he wanted to wear his jewelry (laughs) he had his cornrows his outfits he did him and whether people liked it or not you know and he's had some some challenges but who doesn't anyway but I just liked I liked him you know staying his authentic self he did not change at all along the way. And so, you know, Alan, he just I mean, I, I just can't say enough. I, I just really admired him staying true to who he was. And uh, I think that that helps a lot, too, because, you know, the pressure is on you when you are a certain of uh, come from a certain certain culture to assimilate rather than, uh, you know, doing the things the way that you've always right. done. <laughs> the, right. Yeah. You know. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. That takes courage. I mean, I think that what would really help. And that's why I'm really glad that you're doing this, this show today, Vince is, is the fans like black people who follow sports really need to, to make sure that we are aware of our folks and to be able to see them as more than just an athlete, but that that's a person with a childhood history and issues and life situation that you might not know anything about and to have just a certain level of compassion for people, because, you know, I think it's really interesting that when I watch NBA, because my husband's a huge NBA fan, that that w- that when we watch it, the audience is like 75 percent white. And I'm like, yeah. where, are, the, where yeah. are we like, yeah. like, it's because the tickets are so high, like, mm-hmm. like, why aren't like at least why isn't there like a 50 50? You know, well,
1: here in Atlanta, I mean, when you see Atlanta sports, that's what makes Atlanta so different, you know, and, and unique. Uh, in fact, I joke all the time. Sometimes I travel to uh, places like uh, Oklahoma City. And when when the Thunder are playing, I mean, everybody and their mama got them T-shirts on coming down to the stadium. we right down there. Here in Atlanta, look, I got this Gucci on, man. I ain't wearing that T-shirt. <laughs> I got this new outfit. We're a little bit different. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We are. We are. But I'm going to wear my Gucci if I'm, wow. I'm going to pay $200 for these tickets. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, we, right. That that's the difference. You know, again, this is black mental matters. These are black mm-hmm. athletes. We talk about the black fans. We're a little bit yes. different. We yeah, we, no. well, we we are we not different. this is who we are. We that's right. who we are. That's who y'all are. Y'all can wear the t shirts. We gonna wear the Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the game. I have Shoot. never noticed that, but you're absolutely
0: right.
1: <laughs> half half the audience that had that T shirt on, the other half got on their Gucci. Because as is how we do it I never know?
0: noticed that I just learned something on, on, on our podcast <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then uh, as, as it relates to our athletes I know this is something that uh, is near and dear to your heart or or you know you have a lot of empathy because they're now uh, battling you know talking about the um, you know the trans folks you know participating right. in the games and the, the level of testosterone in you and this, that, could you imagine the pressure? Now everybody in the that. world is yeah. is is knowing how much testosterone you got in your system. Right. What? That's very invasive.
0: Yeah. What? That's, yeah, absolutely. And, and that is why Vince, and this is why I love your show and your platform. I love how you, through your work, embrace all black lives because that's what this really is about when, when you're talking about supporting mental health we don't care who you're having sex with we care about your mental health yes and we want all black people to be okay especially when you're talking about you know black queer people black trans people black trans and queer people that are in sports that's a third layer of mm. discrimination that they have. So thank you so much for bringing that up.
1: Well I mean it is it, it touches all of our lives because again I mean you go to any uh, well you know here in the area where I live football is king. Those kids they got them kids out there. I, I'm i like good lord you know it's the middle of the summer they already practicing at age seven yeah. and eight and nine years old coaches screaming at them. I never got along with that you know I, I walked off the, the field
0: back in the day, I was like, "I'm going
1: to get a Best job." The voice not no, that. no, I'm I'm out of here. Bye. Basketball got kicked off the team. I will forget y'all. Did you know, now? Don't follow my my brow, everybody. If you want to play sports, that's fine. But uh, when you see that, I mean, it's like wow. Uh, the emphasis on sports in our yes. in our uh, community is just so prevalent, um, right. and there's only so many slots for the NBA or the NFL or the and then so if the kid what if the kid doesn't make it to the nfl what if the kid doesn't make it to a division one school i mean that's another uh pressure point that's another uh uh, thing that could you know affect them adversely mentally
0: right yeah And, and 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 that's another layer of the weight of responsibility of them trying to do something to you know to please somebody else yes absolutely yeah that, that and and that's got to be hard cuz i think about my my mental health now at 52 without any of those other stressors i cannot imagine being out there going through what I've been through and what I go through mentally. And then being like in a fishbowl, you know, where, you know, where, where you can't even express how, how you're feeling or if you're having a, a rough day or if you're having some type of challenge that there's no where to even go to express it. And, and that's why they're, you know, just like what you were talking about when, when an, an athlete's injured, that's why it gets to the point with some athletes where they just internalize and, and, push down whatever they're going through until they're just physically just they can't function anymore Mm. you know and and then and then and then that's that's the end Mm. so so this is so great that we're talking about this because i am really hoping that more support comes to athletes student athletes professional athletes but In particular, our black athletes who are sometimes made to feel like they are just other people's entertainment.
1: Well, you know what? We always uh, strive to provide solutions. And boy, I got a good one for this one, uh, 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 Makiba. And it is like our young friend, Brittany Woodard, who I'm going to see soon. Uh, There's an opportunity. Yes, yes, (laughs) Brittany. There's an opportunity for our young black people young students to get into this field and perhaps specialize in athletes to provide mental health support for athletes because already the the athletic associations they're they're, they're trending towards having staff equipped to handle mental health concerns but you know you got a choice with that and if if I'm looking and I see Dr. Tim Bajewski or I see Dr. Tyrone (laughs) Johnson I'm probably going to pick Dr. Tyrone Johnson (laughs) you see what I'm saying Um, so you know I see an opportunity in this uh, you know there's always when there's chaos folks you know this or so if you don't listen to me when there's chaos that's when the opportunity is is, is peak and when you got Simone Biles, Osaka uh, 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 Shikari, uh all these athletes crying out needing yes. mental health support. Well, yes. I think I think uh there there is a, a good opportunity for young people to get into this field and have a lucrative, uh, oh, special, man. fulfilling career uh providing mental health support for, for our athletes.
0: Mm. Wow, Vince that that's one of the most comp- compelling things that you've ever said. Like mm. that actually gave gave me chills. Mm. I mean that, that 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 needs to be a an entire curriculum absolutely the same way that that athletes have physical trainers that travel with the team and 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 have been you know studying you know physical therapy and sports performance that there absolutely is a course of study that people could study that actually would help athletes because their situation is so uniquely different like a therapist that's just doing you know couples therapy or anxiety they might not have enough insight into the specifics of that athlete's life unless they've actually studied that particular area that is, man, we can end the podcast now because
1: that that's it. <laughs> well, it's that's spe- the
0: best thing that you said, man. That made me so happy. <laughs> it's
1: a special, it's a specialization just like you said, couples or kids or yes. men or women. Right. Sports. I, I specialize oh, in mental health with sports. You know, Michael Jordan got wow. some issues. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Jordan <laughs> got
0: some issues.
1: <laughs> you know? So, uh, whoop there it is. Well, you're right, Makiba, because we are uh, uh, at, at the end of the program and uh, just Aww. appreciate again so much uh, uh, what you do and again I, yes I'm going to see Miss Britt uh, she was on the show and boy she was on fire the young lady yes. a young therapist and um, we're looking for more young therapists out there if there's something that we can do to help hey reach out to us we're at info at com. you can go to our website com. we're on Facebook Twitter Instagram LinkedIn you on fire on LinkedIn, boy. <laughs> I, th- I feel like I'm a doctor on there. <laughs> like, ah, you are. Hey, hey, Dr. Bailey. <laughs> the nuns would be proud. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> they are, too, because I, I a reach back to them. I say, like, sister, never yes. be. Uh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you again, Makiba. Thank uh, you. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. It's Black Mental Matters. Bye.